I do want to say a word of thanks to Rachel Greenwood for leading us today. Philip is having some vacation with his family and is away from us. So thank you, Rachel, and thank you, Ashley, for accompanying us today along with Dennis. Today, if you would like to read along as I share the text for today, is from Gospel of Matthew, the, ten, the ninth chapter, and verses 35 through 38. I'm going to read, and then I'm going to invite Larry and Sarah Blue back up to come and join me, and we're going to share together in today's message to see what God is up to in Macau, China, and how God is at work, and how we might be able to learn some of the things Sarah and Larry are practicing, and do those right here to reach our own community. Hear God's word. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Larry and Sarah, come on and join me here at the front. Thank you both for being with us. Let me get those notes there and pull those so you have some room. Okay. Well, first, I, I want you, you all to know Larry and Sarah Ballou. As uh, you heard Amanda share earlier, we have had a partnership with them in mission and ministry for over a decade, I think about 12 years. Mm -hmm. They are field personnel with the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship, one of our national ministry partners, our primary ministry partner. And from time to time, they have the opportunity to come back to the United States to share what God is doing. And so you've been here about two months now, I believe, and tomorrow you're leaving to go back. Yeah. Uh, so be uh, praying for them as they wind up their time here and as they make their way back tomorrow, and I think it's a four-day journey, yeah. right? So uh, one of the things that's important for you to know is we have several uh, local missionaries, field personnel with the CBF's case, that we support directly. So not only do your offerings uh, help the larger ministry partner of denomination, but also we strategically partner with, I believe, three different ministry families, and the Blues are one of those. So. Uh, some of the mission dollars that, that we have in our church go directly to support the work that they're doing. So we're very thankful uh, for what you give and the way in, that you give and the heart uh, from which you give. So today I just want to, to say as we open up, thank you for being here. Maybe you can uh, help those who are new to us perhaps know a little bit more about uh, what God is doing in your ministry and, and maybe tell us a little bit about your family too. Well, we are so thankful to be with you all this morning. Uh, we are always welcomed with smiling faces that we learned about in the children's story at, at this church, and we're very thankful. Um, we, yeah, we, it's been a, a couple years now that we've seen you, uh, and so we have a lot to report, but uh, we are concentrating uh, our ministry over in Macau 
in, really in two parts. It's practicing hospitality and teaching. And so uh, one of the main parts that we do is, is something called um, serving the servers. And so we have a, a city full of a lot of restaurants and hotels. And so we try to reach out to people that are serving in the, that are in the service industry and we serve them in Jesus name. We invite them to English classes. So we have an English class fellowship called High Class. And High Class stands for HI, Hospitality Industry Class, but it also stands for High Class, because we want to welcome them to, to our English classes. But the third meaning is High Class, not Low Class, because for any of you, maybe you have worked in the service industry at a restaurant or in some other type of service job, and you don't always get noticed. In fact, um, sometimes you're treated quite poorly. And uh, we want every single one of our English class students to know that we value them and that, more importantly, the Lord values them and has created them for a special purpose. And so we have that kind of focus as we teach English, we have special events, and we reach out in our community that way. Some of the pictures you're seeing here are uh, Sarah teaching in our English class, and we hold English classes three days a week. Uh, we try to schedule them around when they are, the students can be available. Uh, these are Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday because they work, the weekends are their busiest times of the week and we, we just, they don't have time. <laughs> you also see us out visiting. We try to go out into the hotels and to the restaurants and, and to see them and, re and connect with them where they're working just to let them know that we remember them. They, they may not always show up because of their work schedule and so we like to be out there uh, saying hey to them and letting them know that we haven't forgotten them even though uh, they haven't been able to come to class. Um, another thing that uh, we are doing ministry-wise is we are part of, uh, it's Macau Baptist Church. They have an organization called the China Macau Theological Education Center. And so we do theological education, discipleship training, Bible classes. If you can see me, this is a class that I'm leading. This past, um, I guess that was probably in February, we did a 40-day study on a book called uh, out of the salt shaker and into the world and on just doing on evangelism trying to equip people to be better evangelists and being more engaged with the, the people around them and the world around them. Maybe I could jump in there on that as you talk about evangelism Larry because the title of today's message you see is serve evangelism. Mm -hmm. we, we tried to take the word evangelism and service and, and marry those together because um, I don't know about you all, but often evangelism is viewed negatively. Yeah. There, in, in our culture, in, especially here in the West, people, when you hear the word evangelism, sometimes people kind of want to take a step back or even Christians feel ill-equipped to do evangelism. So help, uh, help us maybe uh, how to overcome that uh, or maybe from your experience how have you overcome that or dealt with that okay uh, <clears throat> when I was in college maybe some of you had this experience my evangelism training was doing cold calls in the neighborhood and walking up to people's homes and pounding on the door and saying do you know Jesus and uh, <laughs> it really doesn't suit my personality and it totally doesn't suit the culture of where we are in Macau uh, you can't even get to the homes because people are in apartment buildings and there's iron doors to lock <laughs> them out. And <clears throat> really, I think there's a, a better way, and that is through building relationships with people, being their friend, uh, loving them, caring for them. And 
so we have really focused on using uh, our English classes as, a, as an entree to relationship. Uh, that's, they have a need, they have a desire to learn English, and that gives us then a, a context that we can build relationship with people, and out of that relationship we can share the gospel. Here's a picture, I think the next one, uh, of a, so this is uh, some of our friends there. The young lady in the back next to the, the young man there is named Lisa, and uh, we got to know her. She was a server in a restaurant, and she started coming to our English classes. And just through the, the process of building that relationship and that friendship, we then were able to share with her about our relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, she became a, a Christian. She introduced us to other people, uh, one of her cousins and some other friends. And these relationships just uh, blossom and open up other ways of being able to represent Jesus. Uh, it's very natural. It really it takes that fear factor out of it. Right. And I'll tell you, you know, I felt afraid when I went out and did those cold calls. And the people on the other side, when you just show up and you say you want to tell them about Jesus, <laughs> they feel afraid too, yeah. right? And maybe resistant. It's and if we can build these relationships and be friends with them, it, it takes away that, that aspect of it. Uh, one, one of the questions that I received during Sunday school this morning from one of the classes I visited, they, they heard you guys speak in the early service today. So I thought I'd ask you, uh, and that is, uh, many of us understand that in China, uh, being Christian is is difficult, and and um, and a lot of places the uh, people, the government, uh, are not uh, friendly and so supportive. So the question that they asked was, how have you all been received where you are, and how do you how do you do what you do? In in well, we. Um we live in Macau, China, which is right next to Hong Kong. And Macau and Hong Kong are special administrative regions of China. So we, what they say is we are one country, two systems. And so there's an agreement that for 50 years, because Macau used to be Portuguese and Hong Kong used to be British, that there's a 50-year agreement that we will have re uh, religious freedom, freedom of press, in, in Macau and Hong Kong. So that to me, and to Larry and I, it, this is the perfect time to be in Macau because all over China, they're coming to Macau to work and to be a tourist. But we are perfectly free in Macau to share the gospel in any way we can. Um, we have found that building relationships is the best way. It takes a long time. Um, but other parts of China, they have varying uh, uh, degrees of freedom. Uh, some places are more more open and you can be more open in the gospel uh, but usually the rule is that within the church building you're free to share the gospel uh, in the registered church so that's uh, when we go up and visit our friends there we will do that and we will um, respect the rules there okay. but take a look at this next picture I want to use this this is uh, Lisa an and, We're in and China her, her wedding and this is in another city in China it's about two about three hours north of Macau. And this was at the banquet hall, and I want you to notice all of the people just like packed around. Uh, Lisa and her husband wanted us to share the, the Christian vows for them at their wedding banquet and to make a statement about their, their commitment to Jesus Christ and their faith in, in that commitment in their marriage. And so here in a banquet hall with hundreds of people, and there's more that you can't even see. There's another wedding banquet going on, and they could all hear over the loud system 
uh, I shared with them in, in Cantonese about their commitment to Jesus and their commitment to keep their marriage pure and, and faithful in the context of being Christians. So there are lots of opportunities, and, and uh, as we follow along through these relationships, doors are opened uh, in many places and ways for us to share the gospel with people. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> what a wonderful opportunity. Yeah. That is. I mean, it's still, uh, That's amazing. This is amazing to us. Well, uh, one of the things that um, I think is important for us as, as members of, of Huguenot Road and residents here is to have some encouragement to minister to others maybe who are different than we are or I mean, think cross-culturally. If you all have been reading the Chesterfield Observer and, and some of the other publications dealing with demographics, you know that Chesterfield County in particular, much like Henrico, is minority, majority minority, majority minority, meaning that there are more non-white, non-Anglo people in our county now than, than there were. There, 51%, I believe, is the, the number. So there are a lot of people who have moved into our county who are from different cultures, different uh, demographic areas, different languages, uh, different races and religious backgrounds. And so things are different now as we seek to share our faith. So what are some things that you all have experienced that you might be able to share with our folks to help us as we meet our neighbors? Well, it sounds like um, that what we experience in Macau is a lot like what you're experiencing in your county. Um, we have people from all over China and Southeast Asia that are coming to Macau to work. And it sounds like you're having people coming from all over to come work and live in, in your county. Uh, and I, I just, when I hear that, I just kind of think, oh, what a great opportunity. <laughs> because it means that you can practice missions right here uh, among the people that you're working with, that you're uh, neighbors with. Uh, you can go and you can be uh, salt and light in those areas. Um, we there's a lady melody who has come to macau and she became uh she was became a christian this past year and she was baptized she came from another place in china she wasn't local macau and she was somebody that started coming to our english classes we met a a need that she had to learn english and that is a, that is one way that you can reach out into the community is try to figure out what are the needs that people have as you start to listen uh, what and ask God what are some things that I have that I can offer to, to meet those needs and um, I'm, I'm excited to share that the next slide when Melody two weeks before she was baptized she invited all of her English class students and, and the teachers to her home so she could share her testimony uh, and some of our students were just moved to tears because just it was so profound for them to see a person that is so traditionally Chinese uh, and comes from a really no background in about Jesus that the Lord had step by step seed by seed watering uh, those seeds until she was able and willing to say I want to be a disciple of Jesus and that that testimony just moved people to tears and we're just so thankful that we can be a part of that kind of movement that God is doing and the growth he's, that he's bringing about in, in, uh, among our, our midst. Yeah, I'd also say that some of the things that you can do are just gonna slow your life down a little bit. Um, in Macau, we don't have a car. Uh, we either walk or ri ride the bus. And I know that here that's maybe not an option, but 
you could uh, park in a place and walk a little bit. Uh, we've tried, while we've been here, we've tried to park as far away from wherever we're going as possible and walk and just see what God is doing. And uh, take your time with people. I'm going to tell a story that happened to us just this past week. Uh, I, we wanted to get our hair cut before we fly back to Macau, and our son's he lives down in the fan district and he yes. says you walk mm -hmm. over to this place and there they'll do a good job and we walked over and they took us right in and we got a seat and the I told this story in Sunday school but the lady who was cutting my hair had an accent that wasn't a Virginia accent and I said oh how long have you lived in Richmond and she said I've lived here for a year and I thought well this, this still isn't getting where I want to go with this. <laughs> where did you live before that? She said, I lived in Hampton, and I knew it wasn't a Hampton accent either. <laughs> and um, I asked her, and this is something that we can do. Not only do we slow down and, and look around, but in part of the slowing down is learning to talk to people and to listen, to, to listen and find ways to draw them out into conversations. So uh, what happened, what happened? So what happened is uh, I said, well, how do you like Richmond? She said, oh, the people are nice, I like it fine. I said, yeah, I like it too, I'm just visiting. I don't live here. Now she's, now I've put her into uh, a different dialogue right. there. Uh, she doesn't, she said, well, where do you live? I said, I live in China. She says, what? No, where do you live? I said, yes, we live <laughs> in China. And uh, she said, really? Well, I am from Russia. Mm. And she has only been in the United States for a few years. My uh, willingness to share with her something about myself opened up the possibility then we could have a dialogue and we could talk a little bit more. Now I probably won't ever see her again but uh, she wanted to know why we were in China and I shared that we work with the Baptist Church and we are we're Christians over there and so it opened a door but it took slowing down and listening and talking and finding ways to dialogue with people in a different way. We can do that. You can do that. Right? So we hear, amen? Yeah. yeah? Okay. How many of you go to the hair parlor every Thursday? Okay. Right? All right? Matt, I see you do too, right? So there, the bank, the grocery, right? The mall. Uh, the mall, different places. If you get your nails done at a salon, often there are, is there a whole Vietnamese culture there? And if you are able to develop a relationship, sometimes it can just magnify and multiply, you know? And so... There are, there are ways that we can engage in this way right here, right? What are some, uh, some other practical things? Celebrating? Yeah. Yeah, so one of the things, and I know that you all do this in American culture, if I remember correctly, we love to celebrate. And we love to celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, and that's what we do over there also. We also make Christmas cookies. So we invite people into our home. We go visit them in their homes. Uh, we also have, uh, so we... We celebrate Chinese New Year, but just think about, as you think about the holidays in, in the United States, as you think about something that every single one of us that is living celebrates, which is birthdays, when you get to know people, find out when their birthday is. They will forget that they told you, and if you show up with, the, with a, a card or a or a, a little cupcake or a balloon, and you say, happy birthday, I remember it's your birthday, I promise you, you better bring some tissues because there's going to be some tears. They're, going to, they're not going to believe that you remembered. And it touches their life because you can say, we wanted to celebrate your birthday because God created you and we are so thankful 
that God created you and we get a chance to know you. And um, those are ways to plant seeds and it's something that we can all do no matter where we live. So we, we slow down and we celebrate. And also I wanna encourage you to ask God, just really pray specifically for the Lord to show you points of, of need in places where people have something going on in their life. Like one of the reasons we started our English classes is because we would walk into a restaurant in Macau and we'd get this kind of response from the, the servers. You talk to them. No, you talk to them. In, in Cantonese, in Cantonese. They would say that. We could we could hear so them because they're scared about. They didn't <laughs> think we could communicate, and we would tell them, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, gang, all day gong gong And they were like, "Whoo!" They were so happy to know that we could speak Cantonese. <laughs> but it showed us that they had a need, mm -hmm. and by slowing down and spending some time to see that, and by praying and asking God to show us what do people need. And what do I have that I can give to them? And that, that opens up opportunities. And th that is serve evangelism, yeah. where, we, where we put those two together. And we also have a thing where um, some people that we meet, they have never gone to school, had the opportunity to go to school. Maybe they dropped out when they were in third grade. Um, and so they would call themselves, oh, I'm not educated, I don't know much. Um, but we have learned over the years, we can offer them some things, but they can also offer us some things. So we have people that have maybe only gone through third grade. I will refer to them as my teacher because they teach me Cantonese uh, in many ways. I can ask them questions, they, they teach me, and boy, the smile that goes on their face when I call them my teacher because it really esteems them and they can feel like they have something to offer us. And then we know we have a mutual relationship and God can really use that and grow, grow and show his love. Well, what, um, as we wrap up our time, I think we, have, we still have a few minutes left. Um, help us know a few things that uh, you, prayer concerns that you have for our people. And then I think we have a slide up here, Julie, with their information so that people can connect with uh, their blog and with their, uh, through their website, Light for the City. Yes. So. Uh, so a couple things that you can pray for us about. Uh, pray that the relationships that we are building will not just be friends with us, but that it will lead people to know and understand Jesus' love for them. Uh, we, we find it fairly easy to make friendships with people, but it's a bit more of a step for the person than commit to a relationship with Jesus. And pray for the Lord through his Holy Spirit to take people on that step. Um, pray also for our, uh, just our, our health and our energy. Uh, we're going back in the, the summertime, and um, we've really been enjoying the, the warm, dry weather here. And some of you are going, huh? But uh, this has been beautiful, uh, dry, and not humid to us because there the summers are really hot and humid, and it, it's physically draining. And so just pray for our health as we are uh, serving and working with people there. Uh, those, those are two really big things for us. And pray also that um, for those that the Lord has introduced us to, that we would just be faithful and patient and continue to to uh, seek him and, guide, and follow him in how to talk, how to listen, and how to encourage them to take step by step closer to Christ. And uh, we'll be praying for you all too, because I really feel like, um, I think uh, Richmond and this area is not much different than Macau. Uh, it's, it involves relationships and people, 
and we can be working by building those relationships, and then together, God unites us by uh, moving and growing all the seeds that are being planted. So it's wonderful to be with you today, and we're so thankful for the encouragement that you all give us, I'm yeah, telling you. Very thankful. Well, you have encouraged us today. Lord, can we give the Lord a hand for Sarah and Larry today? Thank you. We praise God. Thank you for your ministry and for um, your partnership with us, and we look forward to continuing that in the years that lie ahead. I did want to, um, as we wrap things together, uh, let's point back to that passage that I read at the beginning. Look what Jesus did when he saw the crowd. So he saw, he, he saw with his, he saw with, we want to see with Jesus' eyes. He had compassion on them seeing the needs that people have around us, right, right around us, because they were harassed. Is somebody bullied around you? Is somebody, are you in school and are you seeing someone who's being picked on or somebody bullied? And are you, are you doing something about that? Maybe, you, you, maybe there's somebody sitting by themselves at lunch and, and maybe you just uh, feel led to, to sit with that person or befriend them in some way. But what are the needs that we see around us or, uh, that people have? He, he said they were, they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And then Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful. I mean, there are so many people who need to hear the hope of Jesus, but the workers are few. And let's raise the few, okay? If it's 20% doing 80% of the work, HRBC, can we, say, can we seek to raise that to 50%? Uh, I talked to somebody yesterday, and they said that their church's goal is, yes, to give, but to raise the going. It's important to give, but it, they want to raise the going so that 50% of their church membership are going on mission in some way, even if it's just across town, to do something in the name of Jesus, to give a cup of cold water to someone in the name of Jesus. So he had compassion on them. He says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. We are thankful that you're doing that, and we pray that God would continue to help raise us up to do that here and to the ends of the earth. So I'm going to let you all head back to your seats, and we're going to have our invitation time. As we are getting ready to sing, Lord, here am I, I want to share this with you. This is, you, you might not be able to see it, but this is a, a small piece of a jigsaw puzzle. The other morning when I was running, I looked down on the ground and this piece of puzzle was on the pavement and I just ran by it. And I got about two houses down from it and then it was as if God said, you need to pick up the piece of the puzzle. So I stopped and I went back and I, I picked up this little piece of the puzzle and carried it home with me, and then I began to reflect on it, that somebody's puzzle was incomplete. Somebody has a puzzle somewhere that was missing this piece. And I started to think about the people whom God desires to be in the family of God, that God loves everyone, and that God desires all people from here to the ends of the earth to have relationship with him through Christ Jesus. And that our work will not be done until God's family is complete. That's what was going through my mind. 
And then I also thought about our congregation and about serving, giving and serving, going, and that we are part of God's family. And what piece of God's greater family do you and I play so that the work is able to be carried out? It might be praying, it could be giving, it could be going, but how, um, how do you fit into God's family, the body of Christ, this puzzle piece so that we are all working together to accomplish the same goals? Think about this piece of puzzle as we respond to God today. Our song of response is, Lord, here am I, it's 46, 486. And I would ask uh, you to consider uh, how God is nudging you, how the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart. Perhaps that means to publicly profess faith in Christ Jesus and unite with his church through your profession of faith and baptism. Or perhaps it's to unite with our church in another way. We, there are several ways in the bulletin uh, where people can become members of our congregation. Or maybe right where you're seating, God is, is dealing with you about a decision you need to make. I don't know what that is, but maybe God is dealing with you. Maybe he's calling you to serve in some way. Uh, I pray that God will speak clearly to each of us as we respond. Let's stand together. I'll be at the front to receive you as we sing together.